Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. 1 Thessalonians 4 As for other matters, brothers and sisters, we instructed you how to live in order to please God, as in fact you are living. Now we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus to do this more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honourable, not in passionate lust like the pagans who don't know God, and that in this matter no one should wrong or take advantage of a brother or sister. The Lord will punish all who commit such sins, as we told you and warned you before. For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore, anyone who rejects this instruction does not reject the human being, but God, the very God who gives you his Holy Spirit. Now about your love for one another, we do not need to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all of God's family throughout Macedonia. Yet we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more, and to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders, and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus all who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore encourage one another with these words. And so we will be with the Lord forever. That is a phrase worth repeating over and over and over and over. It was a phrase Paul used to encourage a persecuted church. It is a phrase that encourages any saint in any space who stews on it. Will you stew on it? We will be with Jesus forever. The kind one. The wise one, the healer, will while away week after week with us as his friends. This hope sets such a liberating context to our lives that I want to tattoo it on my soul. Whatever life looks like now, no matter how beautiful or how savage, it will all fade into nothingness when he comes. And no matter what risk comes off or doesn't come off, No matter what venture triumphs or fails, our future fate is now found in fellowship with him. That is the pastoral purpose of this powerful passage. Much has been debated about the rapture language of these closing phrases. The word rapture is a translation of caught up we see in verse 17. In most of our Bibles, it's translated caught up. 
a really solid way of understanding any New Testament concept is Jesus's fulfillment of a concept that was already present in the Old Testament. So we should expect this hope that Paul describes as a Jesus-defined fulfillment of what the Old Testament saints expected. And while we do see Elijah and perhaps Enoch, being whisked off to some wafty location by an angelic hosts. There is no real Old Testament expectation for that to happen to everybody. They wanted God to win his earth back with a great victory over evil. I therefore suspect if Paul had the 20th and 21st century church obsession with a rapture of the church before or after a great tribulation, he would scratch his head and say, you what? And then he'd preach till sunup about us being with the Lord forever. Never mind anything else. We will live with the Lord forever, whether we die or remain alive, whether we're ugly or beautiful, knackered or full of beans. When he returns, we will be swung into his victory parade to dance arm in arm with people from every century and nation and people group and culture. And he will be over us all and close to us all and fulfilling us all and smiling at us all. Let's encourage each other with this thought. Let's encourage each other with these words. We will be with the Lord forever. Here's a question for reflection. How is the beauty of God's future for you encouraging you right now? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.